It's a beautiful Sunday morning. Welcome to our weekly news roundup. My name is Vailak Sasia. The Minister of Internal Affairs, General Jeje Odong, presented to Parliament a list of 177 people that are in custody but had been reported as missing by their relatives. The list shows the person, the date the person was arrested, the place he was arrested from and where he is being detained. The minister informed parliament that some people were arrested for participating in riots, others were in possession of military property, while others were involved in planning post-election violence. General Odong advised the public that a copy of the list is at police headquarters and they can go there for advice on how to visit their loved ones. Most of the missing people are being kept in Machinde, the minister said. There are 43 persons arrested for participating in riot. This must be taken into consideration bearing in mind that earlier police had, had released the list of 800 plus people who had been arrested on this same matter. 156 were arrested because they were found in possession of military stores. Members of parliament however expressed dissatisfaction with the list tabled by the minister with some claiming that there are still people who are missing but not on the list read by the minister which prompted the minister to ask them to report such cases so that they can investigate So if I can get those additional concerns and complaints I'll be very happy to follow them up like indeed honorable Puga has done he has laid here an a list of 436 names I am glad to receive it I am going to go through our system I will establish whether indeed we can establish where these individuals are and I will be happy to come back here to report again Moving on the first batch of the 864,000 COVID-19 vaccine doses were brought to the country on the 5th of March ministry officials have disclosed they'll be launched on March 18th In the first phase of the vaccination, the ministry is targeting about 18 million people aged between 18 to 50 years. Health Minister Dr. Jane Ruth Acheng explains who the priority groups will be. Acheng warned the public against being complacent after getting vaccinated because they will still stand a high risk of getting infected if they do not follow the standard operating procedures. All persons eligible for vaccination will be required to provide a national identification card in the case of Ugandan citizens or a passport in the case of non-Ugandans. Government health centers, health centers 3s, 4s, district hospitals, regional referral hospitals, national referral hospitals and government specialized institutions have been designated as vaccination service points in each district and host city. Eligible persons will access their vaccines from any of these service points. Vaccines will be given to eligible persons 8 weeks apart. In very shocking news, who should have the right to bury a dead man, his wife or his tribesmen? That is the question authorities are grappling with after the relatives of city lawyer Bob Kasango grabbed his coffin from All Saints Cathedral in Kampala and tried to whisk it to Tororo for burial. Mourners at the funeral service organized by his widow Nice Witarebeho Kasango were preparing for burial in Fort Potter. Kampala Metropolitan Police spokesperson Patrick Onyango on Tuesday confirmed they had intercepted the truck that had been used to take Kasango's body from All Saints Cathedral. Bob is a is a born of Tororo and the mother 
is a Musoga from Eastern and he marries a wife from Koro in the West. When he passed on, the wife organized that his burial should take place in Toro, which parents, relatives of Bob, disagreed with, saying that their son cannot be buried in the in-laws place. So what they did today, after the church service at All Saints Cathedral, Nakasero, the people from Tororo organized and grabbed the body heading to Tororo. They said their son should be buried in Tororo. But the wife immediately notified police who intercepted the body around Namukongo. Kasango was supposed to be buried on Thursday at Gweri in Fort Porto where he has a farm. Kasango's in-laws and his eldest son, Samora Paul Kasango, tried to insist, but they were shoved aside by the stronger team from Tororo. They grabbed the coffin and dumped it on a pickup truck before they sped off, insisting they wanted him buried in Tororo and not Toro. Kasango, who died on Saturday at Luzira Prison over heart-related complications and who had been imprisoned on fraud charges, is survived by a widow and three children including Samora Kasango, Steffi Kasango 17 and Ivana Kasango 13. The Kasango drama is reminiscent of the 1987 battle in Kenya over the body of celebrated Kenyan lawyer S.M. Otieno. The widow, Virginia Wambui Otieno, a Chikuyu, wanted him buried on his farm on the outskirts of Nairobi city, but his Luo clan insisted on a burial in the ancestral Nyanza province. After a court trial lasting more than five months, the court ruled in favor of the clan. Now moving on to the north, education stakeholders and security officials in Arua have warned proprietors of private schools against conducting illegal teaching for lower classes in disregard to the Ministry of Health directive against the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic. Many schools in and around the city have reportedly reopened for lower classes under the guise of coaching pupils as well as conducting lessons for primary seven candidates. Raymond Ombere Obiai, the principal education officer Arua City, confirmed the development, warning that the schools have up to the end of this week to cease their illegal activities lest they face the full extent of the law. Our inspectors have gone on the ground and they have discovered some schools operating classes that are not supposed to be in session now. And they, I want to really warn those schools to desist from violating the standard operating procedures. We are giving you up to the end of this week to make sure that you send away those children who are not supposed to be in session now. We don't want to mention names here, but we already know you and we want to ask you kindly to save yourself to save the face of your school and remember we can recommend the close of your school we can recommend the registration of your school ronald drani blair the senior education officer arua district says schools found operating illegally will have their licenses revoked the certificate of compliance was given with the caution that you are given this certificate to ensure that you observe a b c d s o p s and the directives from the government and the minister of health and if they actually abuse the permission which is granted to them to operate then we can withdraw your license so we have had those issues and we want to warn the proprietors of this schools where children are illegally taught that should we reach your school and find out that you are engaged in this practice you just blame yourself for the action that we're going to take and we are planning seriously to move out we don't want to tell when we're going out we can go out any time of the week of the day Arua Resident City Commissioner Martin Orochi warns that the security is ready to swing into action with effects from next week 
it is majorly private schools that are trying to adopt this hide and seek of uh, coaching yet it is not coaching the enrolling students normally for schools of course i know the desire to make money being a private school is also there which we are not going to allow we so far have about five schools within the city here whom we have found trying to hide behind coaching no any form of coaching allowed for the mint in our national news government is to spend 400 million us dollars to connect people in different parts of the country to the national grid under the electricity connection policy arrangement This was revealed by the Minister of Energy and Mineral Development Mary Gorete Chitutu while launching the resumption of the free electricity connection policy established in 2018 after it was temporarily halted in December last year due to financial constraints. She said the Electricity Regulatory Authority has already procured over 87,500 connection materials under the African Development Bank funding in addition to the 2,598 materials under the Islamic Development Bank funding. She also revealed that the government has allocated 14.2 billion Uganda shillings to Uganda Electricity Distribution Company Limited and small service providers to partly pay for already made connections and commence new connections on March 8th. She adds that the policy will increase connections made annually from the average of 70,000 to 300,000 and asks Ugandans to report anyone asking them for money. These are free connections and I want to urge Ugandans to report anyone who demands for any extra coin from these service providers because this has already been paid for by government and all these service providers have also been paid to go and connect people free. So those who had already paid 20,000 shillings should not add any shilling. Anyone who asks for any additional money they should report and we have our lines ready in the ministry and we And to wind up our national news, Parliament has cleared the Real Estate Agent Bill 2020 to go to the Physical Infrastructure Committee for scrutiny. The bill tabled by the West Budama North MP Richard Othieno Okoth seeks to streamline and regulate the real estate sector. Othieno says that most real estate agents make money through commission for services rendered by their work is unregulated. The bill has been cleared for processing after the Ministry of Finance failed to give Othieno a certificate of financial implication which is a requirement for every private member's bill before it is processed by parliament. So that the certificate is deemed to have been issued from the date of request since 60 days mandatory mandatory 60 days provided by the law has since elapsed and the minister has failed to fulfill his obligation. Based on that right honorable speaker I therefore beg to move that a bill entitled the Rio Estates Agents Bill 202021 be read the first time. I beg to move. The Deputy Speaker of Parliament Jacob Bolanya sent the bill to the Committee of Physical Infrastructure and urged them to urgently process it as the 10th Parliament has remained with limited time. It now stands therefore referred to the appropriate committee of uh, physical infrastructure for expeditious handling and you know that the timelines are changing rapidly we need to act on it uh, committee chairperson please act on this if it were possible uh, by end of uh, by end of April we should be processing this bill so that we can have it to the benefit of those who are affected by this That brings us to the end of our weekly news roundup. Thank you very much for making time. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. My name is Vaila Xasira.